Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Thought I'd share something a bit different for you today, and that is 10 pivotal points in Progressive's 10-year history. It's Progressive's anniversary in a couple of weeks. Who'd have thought Mark and I and Progressive would still be here? I mean, we started in our early 20s. I don't think either of us could grow a beard back then. And there were some big, big property companies back then. And we were only, you know, tiny little dots in the landscape. When the recession happened, it was like everyone had gone and we were sort of still there left. Rabbits in the headlights, what do we do? Uh, and it's been an exciting, crazy, fun journey. Really proud of the, the community we've built and you and everyone's in it. So this video is 10 important points along Progressive Properties' 10-year journey. And um, just a couple of things then before I get into those 10 things is in 10 days-ish, it's going to be our 10-year anniversary and we're going to create a special 10-year anniversary video where Mark and I are going to do a long, detailed and in-depth interview of everything we've learned and everything we've done and some mistakes we've made and maybe some good things along the way and what we've seen in those 10 years. So we have a little bit of a fun a uh, competition stroke game stroke experiment going on where you, a progressive community member, could be the person that interviews Mark and I. Don't worry, we'll give you all the questions that we'll crowdsource from the community. Uh, and so you could be the, um, uh, you could be the Oprah Winfrey interviewing us. So if you're interested in that, uh, post in the progressive com community, you asking uh, your most important question that you think you'd like answered uh, and show us your interview skills. Uh, watch out for that 10 year anniversary video. Um, so let's get cracking then. And number one, December the 15th, 2005 was the first pivotal moment in the, um, the birth of Progressive and my property journey because um, my dad had worked for 35 years in the le leisure industry. Uh, he had a really hard Northern upbringing and um, you know, his mum died when he was two. His dad was, um, not didn't abuse him, but was hard, very hard. And uh, my dad had just had a hard life. And December the 15th, 2005, I was working for him in his pub pulling the pints. He was carving. My sister was out in the restaurant. My mum was doing all the cooking. We had a, a full busy pub on a freezing cold December. Winter's lunchtime, one o'clock when everyone wanted to eat. And um, long story, very short, my dad had a nervous breakdown just outside the front door of the pub in front of all the customers, in front of me, in front of my sister, in front of my dad. Uh, the police got called by a customer because they thought you know he was a threat, and the police beat him up, uh, and um, you know they put him, they they sectioned him. Well, they put him in the van, they drove him to the police station, and then he was sectioned, and we didn't get to see him for a, a good couple of months. And he was put in the ward of the hospital where you know people were very, very, very mentally ill there. And, uh, you know, my dad had always said to me, Rob, you've got to get out of this pub game. Rob, you've got to do something with your life. You're young enough so that you could go out there and make a difference. You know, why don't you get into property? Why don't you, why don't you set up your own business? You know, the world's your oyster. And I just always thought, I can't, I can't, I can't. I don't know how. And I guess I had the safety net of working for my parents. And um, in that moment when I watched what happened with my dad, and by the way, I don't blame the police. You know, it was a difficult situation. You know, we've all moved on from that in that regard. Um, but... You know, like that was a real wake up call for me where I was like, uh, I just can't have this anymore. You know, I felt such I felt such, such guilt, such shame. I felt like such a victim. I was out of control, which is like the worst feeling. 
uh, uh, but the, the, that was also the best day of my life in that that day I had to make a decision, had to do something different. So um, what I would say to you, point one is, don't wait for an event like that to happen. Make that event happen. Make that decision now if you're still on the fence or you know, if you're in the community but you're not really doing anything yet. Get out there and make a decision. You're a property investor. You don't know how or what yet. You've got to learn your strategies. You've got to find your way. But make the decision. And that's what I did December the 15th, 2005. With no knowledge, no experience, no money, but a hell of a lot of desperation. Thankfully, I turned that into motivation and inspiration later on. The next pivotal moment was only about a week later. And this was when I went to my very first networking event. It was the Holiday Inn in Peterborough, near the police station, ironically. Uh, And, um, you know... What I would say to you is get out there more, network more, get to more PPNs, get to your local independent property meets because uh, you will meet your next JV partner, your next funder, your next source, the next customer to buy source deals from. You know, you build your team through the local property meets. And, you know, of course you have to kiss a few frogs and some are better than others. But I got really lucky because the very first networking event I ever went to, I met two of the most important people in my life in property. And um, there were only about, what, not even a dozen people at this networking meet. It was a bit quiet and apologetic and the Holiday Inn hadn't been refurbed, so it was a bit of a dump. And, uh, you know, I went along there and listened to the talk and I was going to walk straight out afterwards. But I remember I, I'd read some, I'd read a book where it's like, you know, you've got to network with everyone and I had my crappy Vista print business cards. So I went round, you can have one, you can have one, you can have one. I mean, I was carpet buying the place. It was embarrassing. But, you know, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. It's better to do that than to go home. And then I sat at the bar and there was the last guy to network with. And he was sat to my, to my right. And I looked at him and I said, I made you on a drink. And he looked back at me and he went, and I was like okay what do you want and he looked back at me and went "Uh, Diet Coke and I thought what a grumpy bastard and I I didn't even have much money then so getting a Diet Coke was a a bit of a hardship anyway I bought him a Diet Coke we kind of got talking I thought this guy's weird man he's like a machine (laughs) anyway that was Mark Homer and uh, you know I always tell people to get out there and network and meet as many people as possible I say that I, I know I was lucky you know to bring Mark Homer into my life at that point you know only a week or so after I'd had my you know worst day in my life um, you know I was lucky but you make your own luck and you get out there and actually it was the gallery owner who was hanging some of my work not selling it <laughs> hanging it that said to me you've got to go to this property networking event Anyway, so I met Mark at that networking event, and that moves us to uh, point three, which is meeting Mark. Now, uh, meeting Mark, she like kickstarted a huge amount of things that that created Progressive, that helped me, that you know have helped many of you. So, number one was he gave me three books to read: "Think and Grow Rich" by Napoleon Hill, um, "Richest Man in Babylon," I think it's George Classen, and "Rich Dad Poor Dad," which many people have read and got. I think the "Rich Dad Poor Dad" is the fourth best property book in the world <laughs> and, uh, and and I read those in a week and they were paradigm shifters you know they completely changed my mindset and Mark was the guy that did that just through the book recommendations you know one thing that someone can do for you can make a big difference uh, and um, so you know what a great experience of course we're still business partners to this day and um, you know we've got a great life together in, in property and business All right, so then number four is um, the first main mistakes we made in property, and that was Mark bought um, 
Mark bought a few overseas properties. He managed to wriggle out of all but one in the end and only lose a few deposits, um, fee deposits. But the one that he did have to keep was in Bulgaria. And he had nightmare after nightmare after nightmare trying to manage that property. And it's funny because they said in the brochure, you know, it was uh, five minutes from the ski lift. Only if you have a private jet or a supersonic Concorde, is it five minutes? And everything that sort of was sold about what it said, it wasn't. You know, you know, they said it was like 95% occupancy. What they really meant was 95% void. And I think Mark in his, what, five years of having it, uh, i.e. from off plan to being built, rented it out for about two or three weeks in five years. And one of those weeks was me when I went skiing there and, and I didn't pay him any rent. <laughs> so um, we can laugh about this because on the super conference day, um, when we um, when James Khan was our keynote speaker, so this was um, this would have been spring 2010, Mark finally sold it and he said it was one of the best days of his life. And um, he, he lost like 25 grand on it all in. But he said it was uh, like the worst property experience for him, but the best property experience for him because it was like a, a how not to do list of all the things you shouldn't do. You know, remote investing, buying off a, a sort of, a, a you know, an off plan seller stroke developer. Um, you know, the, the location to where it was supposed to be to the ski lift was nowhere. You know, just everything about it was wrong. Um, but but we learn so much. And the great thing for me is I learn vicariously because, you know, a lot of people say it's best to learn from your mistakes. Well, I think it's best to learn from someone else's. And Mark was telling me all about this while it was happening when I was his business partner. And he was kind of protecting me from making those mistakes because, you know, he was making them and it was with his money and I was feeling his pain. But even though it wasn't my money and, you know, I'm quite a sort of if I'm on the fence, I'll say, yes, I'm quite a. Uh, an optimistic kind of guy. I make um, plenty of mistakes. And um, so, you know, o over sort of the first year of um, investing with Mark 2006, you know, I was quite susceptible to saying yes to all these overseas off-plan new build schemes, which whilst I'm not saying they're scams, certainly they don't work anywhere near as local existing property. And, and Mark protected me from a lot of that. So the fourth point along our journey is making our first major property mistake. Uh, and, you know, this is that built a lot of our training. You know, if you read Property Investing Secrets, it's a big part of that about, you know, not investing in overseas off plan new build, not investing remotely. And, and you know, and, and basically our model of what to do came off the back of what not to what not to do. All right. So that's the fourth point along the journey. And let's take a quick break for you to say hi. So say hi. Tell me where you're from or tell me where you currently are. If you're listening to the Progressive Property Podcast, because I probably asked Mark Anson to put this on the podcast, come and join us in the Progressive Property Community. Uh, just search Progressive Property Community on Facebook and come and say hi. And if you've got any questions at this point along uh, the video or podcast, fire away and let me answer them. All right. So uh, while you're doing that, leading on to number five, then. So just to remind you, I'm doing 10 important points along the 10 year um, journey of progressive property. And that was, um, it was a mixture of learning the how not to do in property, but also getting one of my best ever sets of education in property. So uh, the best education I ever had in property was from Mark. It was a few courses I did. And it was also a job I got for a property company back in 06. So Mark gave me these books to read. He tested me. I read them. I was hungry. I read them in a week. I came back for more. And Mark said to his boss, who he was working for, a property company sourcing off plan overseas and new build. He said to this guy, we've got to hire Rob. 
and they took a punt on me. I had no experience, no money, and uh, you know I had no knowledge in property, but they could see I was hungry and passionate, and probably they could see I was a bit desperate, and they leveraged that. So first off, my, our old boss got me working for free and commission only, and then he gave me six pound an hour, and then eight pound an hour, and then 10 pound an hour, and then more commissions. And I worked my way up, uh, and in that year, I got the best education of my life, right up there, like I said, with some of the best courses I've done and, and learning from Mark, and here's why. Because this company in 2006 um, did a lot of things which A, worked in the, the peak, B, didn't work after the peak, and C, didn't have longevity. But at the time, they were kind of working. So, you know, he was selling off-plan properties. He was selling new-build properties. He was selling overseas properties. He'd sell, sell properties in, you know, in, in Nevis, in St. Kitts, you know, and, um, you know, all over the world. And he'd sell these brand-new developments in Manchester that were, you know, like the, there was loads of them in a block and you couldn't, couldn't get many of them rented out because they went on the market at the same time and they were way overpriced. You know, this was the market back then and the world back then. If someone did it now, it, you know, it, it, I wouldn't say it'd be a scam, but, you know, it would, it'd be pretty wrong. But back then, everyone was doing it and we were, everyone was on the crest of the wave of all the growth little did we know that sort of 18 months later that was all going to end and the truth was going to out and as I was going through this journey our boss basically gave me the responsibility of doing all the sales and creating all the packs and Mark was responsible for you know dealing with all the developers and getting all the deals together and so really this guy I mean he should have written life leverage before me because he did nothing in the company except spend the money and um, at the time I felt a bit resentful about that but I now realized that was great because he just chucked us on the front line and we just got the best education you ever could have so if you so I want to make sure this relates to you so if you ever have the chance to, A, work at an estate agency, maybe, you know, give your time, work one or two days a week, maybe even offer to work for free, or, you know, you can work for a property company, then you're going to get the on-the-ground education, the real education. Now, of course, if you go with the right company, you'll get the, the how-to-do list, the best education. If you work with the wrong one, you'll get the how-not-to-do list. So while this was going on, our boss, to be fair to him, he'd buy all the stuff he was selling. So I don't think he knew that it only had a shelf life. And he'd always try and sell it to Mark and I. And every five minutes, he was trying to sell us some of his new build overseas off-plan stuff. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I didn't know. Mark would, say, he, he, Mark would let me say yes. And then he'd take me down the pub after and say, you know what, Rob, just keep your money in your pocket for now. Because, you know, I know you don't have a lot. And, um, you know, because I was earning like really great money like compared to what I'd ever earned in my life working in this property company, I earned like six figure salary, which I never earned. I mean, I was earning nothing as an artist, 50 grand in consumer debt. So Mark A protected me, taught me the reality, and I just saw it all on the front line. It was like another day, maybe when we get to know each other a bit better, I've got so many crazy stories, some fun, some crazy, some educational, some like you'd never want to do that working in this 2006 business. It was a bit like Wolf of Wall Street or the Big Short. Um, but, you know, that, that was the world back then. Everyone just believed you could look at a property and make money. So I felt that that year was like some of the best education I could ever get. And Mark was kind of protecting me and being my mentor. Uh, and that leads me to number six, because, I mean, the thing with Mark is he's like smart. He's, he knows more about resi residential property than anyone I've ever seen in the UK by a mile. And I'm very lucky and grateful to be his business partner. He probably knows more than he's probably in the top 20 known about commercial property and certainly where he invests no one knows more than him. He is very sceptical and he does take a long time to believe something. And that's great because he makes less mistakes. But the challenge is that sometimes his journey's a bit slower than it could be. And hey, he'd tell you this himself. I'm not saying anything out of turn here. So 
point six of one of the most pivotal parts of our journey was me going back to this property networking event where I met Mark, um, you know, I, I don't know, a few months later, can't remember exactly, probably towards the end of 06. And I went and watched this guy speak and he was one of the best speakers I'd ever seen at the time. And his name's Warren Bourget. And, you know, he wore like a black suit with a sort of a black round neck and it was pretty well built and he had a really good tan. He's good looking, he was smooth, you know, he was like, I wanted to be him. <laughs> and um, he just gave this effortless, amazing property presentation. He talked about how he had properties all over the world. And, you know, he lives in Portugal because he loves the climate. And he, he goes from Sydney to London to Portugal and he has this mobile lifestyle. He was teaching that. He was part, he, some of the stuff he taught me was what I put into Life Leverage. And he had this innovative property strategy where you could buy, you could Reno and then refi. He called it be buy Reno refi because it was kind of more for the Australian market. Buy, renovate, refinance. And um, he had this big home study course, and it was five grand, I think, at the time. You know, like just consider what you get for five grand now with Progressive. You know, that it was you could sell a lot less for a lot more money um, back then. But like he went up to to do the pitch and I'm like one of those guys like, Oh, I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. But then part of my voice was like, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. And he did his offer and it was really compelling. And quite a few people bought and I went out to the back and I got my wallet out and uh, that credit card's max. That's max. That's max. I got one out. I had one left. It had the sticker on it. I phoned him up. You know, I quoted the number and I got my credit card unreleased and I gave it to him. I don't know if you've ever gone giving your credit card, hoping, praying that it's going to go through. And it went through. And I spent five grand on this big folder and set of CDs and DVDs. And I went back and showed it to Mark and Mark. I said, what have you done? You know, um, you haven't got a lot of money. What are you doing spending all this money? Anyway, so within three months, we were implementing his strategy. And every property we bought from then on, we were able to recycle finance or put none of our own money in or leave none of our own money in. And, um, you know, like what Mark had taught me and we'd done slowly, this completely speeded it up. So at that point, we must have had 15 properties getting on for 20. So we, Mark and I had been doing it together for a year. But, you know, we were using some of his deposits. We were using some of his mum's deposits, some of his stepdad's deposits. We were using some good mortgage products back then. And when I say good, I mean easy, um, which, you know, is not so easy to do now. Um, but, you know, we were running out of money fast. Mark was a bit worried. He had a lot of sort of money and a lot of deals going through at the same time. And this really helped us innovate. And, and we, we modelled this uh, to create our buy, refurb, remortgage model. A lot of our none of your own money left in or none of your own money down uh, strategies. So part six of the ten, important part of the 10 year journey was meeting this man, Warren Bourget, and um, doing his course which was a lot of money back then. He got, and it was home study, so it was all on me to do it. There wasn't like the accountability and the support and the community and the VIP like there is in Progressive now. Uh, but I was hungry and I, I must have listened and read to that, listened and read and watched the CDs, DVDs and manual a dozen times. And it was great for me because it was the first time in my life where I actually taught Mark something about property. I could teach him about personal development, health, fitness, um, but, you know, everything about property, I was his humble servant, you know, he was my guru. But this was the first time where I, I actually said, Mark, you know what, we could do this. And he was, mm, yeah, man, we could do this. Mm, I'm not sure. And he was happy it was my money and not his. Um, and yeah, we've made millions and millions and millions out of that model. Um, uh, there's a few more things about this point six. So number one is, um, so Warren had become a bit of a mentor of mine. And a couple of years ago, I got a message from a good friend of mine and he said, Rob, have you heard about Warren? And I said, no, no, how's he doing? He must be doing great. He must be like on the rich list now or something. And he said, no, he's, um, he's dead. And he's, um, he committed suicide. 
And it was a real shock to me. And it was the first person I've ever lost in my life that, you know, someone that I really looked up to. And I felt weird. I felt kind of cold and empty. Um, and Warren, you know, he had everything on the outside, but um, he was having trouble in his marriage and he, he got divorced. And I mean, it made me realize that property is not just about the money and it's not just about the properties. It's about the quality of life. It's about the giving back. It's about having a good relationship with your family, which is why I don't just write property books. It's why Life Leverage was created, um, you know, to sort of merge your passion and profession, if you like, and sort of, you know, before the age of 29, um, you know, we were doing really well. And I think at the age of between 30 and 31, I became a millionaire, definitely before 31. But at that point, just as Bobby was born, I was working really, really hard and I was working 12 hours a day. And, you know, you can be a millionaire, but if you're working 12 hours a day, you don't really have a balance or quality of life. And, and, and that happening and my son being born and Warren passing away, knowing that even though he had a lot of money and a lot of property, he's still a pretty tortured soul, um, really hit home, which is why you see me balancing business and personal development and life leverage and money and property training because it's all important, you know. Sure, you, you know, you don't want to be skinned, but you, you don't want to be a slave to your property portfolio or your business, making a lot of money, but working yourself into the ground and not being spending time with the people you love doing what you love. And that, that day really taught me that. And then another part of point six is uh, at a similar sort of time. So this would have been towards the end of 06. I managed to persuade my boss in the, this property company to send me on a split public speaking course. Now, he knew as a company we needed to get into public speaking um, uh, because he knew it was good for deal packaging, deal sourcing, selling deals, doing joint ventures, raising finance, running property courses, the lot. And uh, and um, here's the thing. I was quite new to this company and there was Mark and, uh, the, you know, our boss and quite a few other people working. But I was the one that said, I'll do it. And they were all like kind of relieved because I think they were a bit scared about doing public speaking, which we all are. And there was only one course on at the time. It was by Chris Howard and it was in Sydney, Australia. And it was called the Presentation and Platform Skills. Neil, I can see you've tuned in. You've just done our speaker course. I know that you thought it was a, you know, a life changer and it was for me. And I managed to persuade my ex-boss to send me to a Sydney to pay for the flights, pay for the accommodation and pay for the speaker course. And I went there and I did this speaking course and it changed my life it, it, on many levels. One, it got me confident. And so it helped in other areas of my life, like building good relationships, intimate relationships, joint ventures, partnerships. It helped me. It really gave me the confidence to start Progressive Property, the training side of the business, because Progressive Property always used to be just buying properties for Mark and I. And, and you know, there are a lot of people out there that say, oh, well, there's some that teach, but they don't do. Well, Mark and I, we never intended to teach. We always just wanted to buy for ourselves, you know, and like build our own portfolio. Uh, and, um, and so it was this course that really inspired me to, you know what, A, help other people, serve and solve i knew it was another revenue model you know we're we're very open and honest and unashamedly you know share with you how progressive works in terms of the training business because we've got nothing to hide and um you know it's it's equitable fair exchange all the courses that you've done and the value that you've got and um you know just to do confidence to do these videos to meet my fiance i mean i it, what, 10 years ago, nearly, so our 10th anniversary this year, you know, I actually approached her uh, and started talking to her. And, you know, like, that sounds kind of weird to say in a property video, but I never would have approached anyone. I would have just, like, deathly embarrassed, 
You know, like I always used to picture in my mind approaching anyone, you know, like someone that you might want to date, that you'd walk up to them, they'd go, they'd shout to the DJ, stop the music, this guy, loser freak, he's trying to, blah, 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 you know, he's trying to um, accost me, kick him out. And I always used to imagine that's how a girl would react if I went and spoke to him. This is embarrassing. Um, so this, the, the presentation of platform skills changed my life on every level. Uh, so uh, when I came back from the from Australia, you know, we, we started packaging deals for other people. I wrote our first book, Property Investing Secrets, which is now you can get that um, version four on Amazon. Uh, and, you know, I started delivering our courses. And now we're a um, well, we must be progressive property must be a 10 million pound now education business. And then we have unlimited success, which must be a I think it did five and a half million, not the year, not this year, just gone, but the year before. When I say did, I mean um, booked business. Uh, and all of that was born from this presentation platform skills course. And then um, when the recession kicked in and um, a lot of these training companies went into difficulty, uh, Mark and I bought the company that taught me to public speak. And that was how Unlimited Success, our, our sister company to Progressive, was born. Uh, and so, you know, that's been an amazing journey. So, A, rest in peace, Warren. Love you. Um, thanks for what you did. Um, B, make sure you get yourself educated and not just in property, in, in business, in personal development, in public speaking. And, hey, you never know, you know, that the... the, the the mentors to you might become your students one day or you might buy their businesses or you might join venture with them like we did. All right. So moving into number seven, then. Wow, this is a bit longer than I thought. But I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, let's just take another quick break and say hi and tell me where you're from. I can see quite a lot of people just tuning in. What's your name? Where are you from? And have you got any questions? Uh, I'm doing the 10 most important pivotal points, 10 most important pivotal points along the 10 year progressive property journey. So number seven was the crash. Now, when that happened, uh, it was a shock. Now, it wasn't a shock to our mentors who'd seen a recession two or three times over, and they kept telling us, oh, well, you know, there's going to be a crash, there's going to be a correction, of course. You know, Mark got scared, but I ignored him and carried on anyway. And then when it happened, it was a really pivotal moment. And um, I think we made the best of it. And, of course, there were difficulties, like you couldn't get all those easy mortgages anymore, and all of a sudden you needed to prove your income. And, you know, of course, if you went into shopping centres, half the um, stores were empty. So if you had commercial properties, that was difficult. If you went, some of the covenants were um, being broken because of the reduction in value, and loans were getting called in. And I know people who own shopping centres who were getting billions of loans called in. And, you know, it was... It was like the Wild West. But all of our competition, all the big property companies at the time, because we were minnows back then, you know, they really struggled. They, they, they were um, heavy. They weren't lean. They couldn't pivot. You know, they, they, they couldn't move quick enough. And in the end, most of them went pop, 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 bust, bust, bust. And Mark and I, I think something that we did that was smart once we got our egos out of the way uh, is um, instead of looking at them as competition, we looked at them as what we could learn from them. So Mark and I were, had, had, had built a good sort of friend relationship or at least sort of going out for dinner a few times a year, acquaintance relationship with, you know, the MDs and CEOs of some of these big companies. And so we learned so much because they'd, you know, they'd share with us privately a lot of the challenges and what they were doing to overcome it and how they were struggling and, you know, when they were going bust, what it meant and how they were sort of, you know, bobbing and weaving around it all. So we got this amazing vicarious experience of watching all of these go. And I'm, I'm not wishing that on anyone, but, you know, you'd rather get a vicarious experience than go bust yourself. Um, uh, and also they all disappeared. And then all of a sudden you Google property training or you Google property investors, whatever. There's really only progressive and a couple left. So by default, we were like elevated. 
and all the properties that we were buying got cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So we were buying the best deals ever. You know, we were buying stuff in the 60s, not 1960s, in the 60s grand for three bed houses. And they're now worth 120. And so we were gobbling these up because they were so cheap. And Mark was like, they're never going to be this cheap again. So, um, you know, we were able to get up some of our best deals. Um, we started deal sourcing back then as well. And many of our clients now who, well, I say clients, so we finished deal sourcing years ago because we just buy for ourselves and teach now. But many of those have sold their properties and made a load of money on them, like 30 or 40% in, you know, in not, um, um, not a long period of time. And man, on another day, man, listen to me, on another day, let, you know, maybe I'll get to talk to you personally about this because I could talk for hours on what happened through the crash. But all of a sudden, Progressive were known and recognised and we were the guys that innovated and pivoted and disrupted through the recession. And so people looked at that and thought that's inspiring because even though the recession happened, people still wanted to get into property. They still wanted to change their life. They probably wanted their job even less. They probably realised that job security was like not non-existent now. And um, yeah, and uh, through there, there was a load of noise, a load of hype, a load of fear, you know, haters, critics, gurus, you know, all the media, all the doom. And one thing I'm really glad we did was we had our strategy, we had our vision. And whilst we did take feedback, we did, we ignored it and we knew what we had to do. Uh, and that was just to keep going and, and create solutions and give people support and hope and alternatives. So things like joint ventures. You know, things um, like crowdfunding and all of these other more what you might call innovative ways to finance, raising pr private finance from high net worths or family members. You know, we created the Be Your Own Bank CD program out of that, which has taught thousands of people to raise finance more freely, much easier than from a bank. And all of this came out of the recession and learning to buy better and learning to get better yields and, you know, a whole load more things. Wow, we're on 29 minutes. Shall I keep going? Yeah, all right, because I was going to do a part two, but I might as well finish because I've only got three more. All right, so then part eight was, is um, how you progress through the strategies. So Mark and I started and we only ever wanted to buy single lets in Peterborough. We have no vision of training, writing books. Mark actually didn't want to share any of it because he was like, well, if we tell everyone in books and courses, they'll all come to Peterborough and buy our stuff and we'll create our own competition. So, you know, he sort of, sort of had that mindset. So for, what, 18 months, two years, we just bought for ourselves. And then we realised that single let yields were starting to reduce as we got near the recession. So then we needed to pivot into HMOs, not too quickly, but not too slowly. And, you know, you've heard me teach the 70-20-10 model. And even though we didn't have the named model for it back then, that's what we were doing. We, were, um, we started 100% buy to let, but there was a risk to that because of reducing yields and exposure. And so then we pivoted and we, got, we, we created a new model of, I said created a new model. We got into HMOs locally. We were still doing single lets most of the time, but we were testing HMOs. And then uh, as we got some HMOs working, we scaled into that. And then um, I had a real passion for training and writing and sharing and I managed to convince Mark that this is something we should do a because it's what I believe in it's what I love and I don't love you know viewing dirty properties and dealing with all the paperwork Mark's kind of does like that um, so he let me run with that idea so then we created the training business it was just first you know selling a few books and doing the odd three or four courses a year we do 650 or 700 courses now a year um, so then we went into that and of course then you know when rent to rent comes and lease options comes and service accommodation comes and commercial conversion comes and I think what we've done reasonably well you can always learn we're not gurus you'll never hear me talk, you know, say that about myself um, you know, I see myself as a student all the time but we've got 700 units that we've bought sold or still manage or own 
and we've moved through the strategies and we've moved up. But what we haven't done is gone buy one single let and then try and buy the cathedral and turn it into a, a, a 400 bed HMO. So we've journeyed through the strategies but moved up at the right time and tested first before we've gone full in. And I, I regularly hear stories of people who've gone too high too soon, done too big a commercial development before they've even, they're still renting off their mum, for example, and they don't even own a house. Or they do the same thing all the time and never, you know, develop or innovate. And it's balancing innovation with iteration. It's balancing revolution with evolution. And I guess Mark and I's sort of different creative Paul's, Mark's Porsche, which is evolution. I'm Ferrari, which is revolution. I like shaking it, I'm disrupting and completely new. And Mark likes just tweaking and improving each time. And I think that's a good balance because neither of those are right or wrong, but both of those can be good or bad, depending on if you're an extreme. Of course, everything that we've gone into, we now teach you in the community. And we don't teach it to you until we've proved it ourselves. And that's really important to us. So, you know, we're, we're testing a couple of strategies right now ourselves. We're buying them, uh, testing them. And if they work, we'll teach them. And if they don't, it'll just be a story of something we tried that, um, you know, that never got out there. But we're progressive property. Our values are progressive, innovative, personal. We were the first people to bring in the uh, rent to rent training program. We were first people to uh, scale the service accommodation training program. We were first people to teach about joint ventures. And so we want to bring this stuff for you, this new stuff, which enables you to grow fast and to, um, you know, move with the times first. Uh, we've got some really exciting stuff coming this year. I've got a new a piece of software that we're writing so that, that to can help you create your, uh, decide on your strategies and know your kind of property personality profile. Um, of course, well, you know, we're writing a lot of new material, which is coming out. We've got the 10 year anniversary video, which will be a deep, probably 90 minute, two hour um, interview with Mark and I that I don't think anyone has done anything like that in this marketplace. Um, and hey, you, you know, you challenge us all the time on the communities and the questions you ask and the feedback you give us, you know, the odd debate, you know, and the odd challenge and feedback if we've done something wrong. So keep doing that. Uh, that's vital for us to grow and help you grow. And so, of course, now Mark's doing huge developments, developments he never dreamed he was doing. But he's moved up through, you know, he probably will buy the cathedral one day. He's looking at one quarter of a block of Peterborough at the moment. We, you know, we, we've put an offer in. The offer's kind of accepted, but not officially. And, um, you know, that's a great journey to be able to go on, something that we probably never dreamed we'd be able to do. OK, number nine in the 10 most important parts of the progressive property journey in the last 10 years is creating this community. And, uh, you know, where some people try and expertise or guruize themselves, or some people get accused by the critics and haters of being gurus. I don't think that's something you can ever accuse Mark or I or Progressive of being about because it's all about the community. We've got 105 trainers, you know, everyone has a voice. We have the most active Facebook community in the country. We have the biggest subscriber list on all of our podcasts in the country. We have 256,000 people that subscribe to the Progressive Property email database, uh, you know, and um, the power of Progressive is not Rob and Mark. You know, we're, we're two of probably half a million unique individuals who are all wanting to do something similar in different areas around the community. And so the community is the guru, not Mark and I. And I'm really proud of that. It takes the pressure off. You know, I want to obviously want to contribute and I want to help you. But, um, you know, a power team, a mastermind is so much more powerful and leverageable and will get you better results far quicker than just, you know, relying on one individual. And then number 10, the 10 important points along the progressive journey is doing joint ventures and um, 
gaining private finance and um, being the company that disrupted the UK space of getting you to believe that you can do it and getting you connected with high net worths and people at shooting clubs and rotary clubs and, you know, flying clubs and business networking events and all the PPNs and, you know, borrowing from mum and dad or from friends and family or from angel investors or from millionaires or billionaires and all the JVs that happen in the progressive community and all the training that we've done on that. You know, we had to do that because the banks weren't lending anymore. So we were forced by market changes to do that. You know, I've, I've done joint ventures with my mum. We've done joint ventures with Mark's mum, with Mark's stepdad, with other family members. My mum and dad own um, a small portfolio of HMOs that they, you know, that, that they invest in. And I invested in that for them. I uh, lent money to my fiance to in, invest in a property, you know. So, so a lot of people worry about the friends and family thing. Well, we're very active in that and um you know we've joint ventured with a few people in the progressive community who they put the money in and we do the deals and you know we, like i said we don't source anymore because we kind of we, we we have enough money that we don't need to sell the deals um but you know joint ventures is a, a real it's it enables you to scale your property portfolio faster it means you've got people to share the journey with it means you can get better leverage it means you can de-risk you know you can you are half the exposure you've probably got four times the growth um, it's an amazing thing to be able to do. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that. A bit longer than I thought. Better take Bobby to golf now. Uh, and remember, in a couple of weeks, 10 days, I don't know, we will have the 10-year interview coming out. I've got another thread. So on this thread or the other thread, please post a question you'd like to be asked. Sorry, like you'd like to ask Mark and I on our 10-year journey of progressive property and our individual journeys and what you think we can teach you or what you'd like to know about us or the, anything about property, business, personal development, our experiences or what we've learned, uh, because it's for you, not a sort of a 90 minute Robert Mark advert. Uh, and also, if you'd like to be the interviewer for that, then post a video of you asking your question. If we think you've got skills, we're going to allow you to be the interviewer. We'll get all the questions together, you interview, and you will get 10 day apprenticeship at Progressive Property. Uh, you will win 10 days being able to come behind the scenes and shadow myself and Mark and Progressive if you um, are the person that beats off the competition and become the interviewer. Now, if you're listening on the Progressive Property Podcast, that might have ended, but you can still join the Progressive community and get your questions answered there. So thanks very much. This has been Rob Moore. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything. And remember, keep on keeping on. Invest for freedom, choice and perfect.